Yeah. Yeah, that was bad. My mom's like, I, I listened to your podcast the other day. I'm like, oh, did you? She's yes. like, the whole thing. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, yes. To all the, the way end. to the end? To the end. Here it comes. She's like, yes, all the way to the end. And then I go, Watch your mouth, do we Shane. swear a lot? And she goes, the Dan, that Dan guy says swears a lot. It was. You, oh. Yeah. Welcome, everybody, to the Junction City Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Martinez. With me today, in the sweat box. Sweat box. Sweat box. At the mouth of beautiful Ogden Canyon. Ogden. Well done. Yeah. Shane Forrester. I actually thought it was pretty cool in here. <laughs> <laughs> Special guest. Go ahead, say your name. Ryan Jensen. Chair of the Democratic Healthcare Caucus. Yes. Oh, yeah. He even oh. introduced himself. I don't himself. have a title. I know. Yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you I thought we decided it was Shane the Plumber. Yeah, Shane. Oh, are we going with that? I, I, I'll roll with it. We got to talk after the show. I, I need to talk about the Shane the Plumber thing. I think that that could work. Oh, and, and yes. Returning the from. The prodigal son. Returning returns. from Indianapolis. Colby Peterson. Oh, man. We missed you, Kobe. Yeah, hey, man. I missed you guys, too. Indianapolis you know, we, was uh, sweaty. Was sweaty. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sure. It was humid out there, dude. Way human. I just noticed John's not here. Yeah, John yeah, but nobody here. really cares about John. Did um, is he okay? Is he good? Like the Lee Castillo didn't come out for him. Did he? <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude. On today's show, Gone Bishop Gone. Bishop's psychological thriller with constituents is finally over. Also, Trump's administration rips the catheter right out of Utah Republicans' bastardized medical Medicaid plan. But first, well, what's going on with you guys? <laughs> <laughs> what have you guys been up to? Yeah, Shane. Um, what have you been doing? Shane, yeah. Oh, Shane. Yeah, I got back from a five-day vacation. I went and watched uh, AAU basketball down in Vegas. That was pretty intense, like the top recruits. That's that's an experience if you guys get a chance to go do it. That's um, awesome. Wait, that's then, I, then I went off to L.A. for a lacrosse tournament, went to Huntington Beach, Newport Beach. Um, I got a Thai massage. Over the, I was over gonna the week? say, out of all the other stuff, you didn't say that you got to go do the AAU or you got to go to Huntington Beach. You told us before the show started, if you haven't done a Thai massage, you got to yeah, go do yeah. a Thai massage. massage. That's Dude, that's it's like an experience. So, I've, I've, so, did you see Robert Kraft or or how was? Yeah, was he there? <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yeah, no, I had to get it out there. It was no. I went with my daughter and my wife. Can we grow up oh, just so, a little bit? So Epstein was there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so bad, Dan. <laughs> just, yeah, so leave it in. So we go into this place. I'm like, "What is a Thai massage?" So I look it up, and you're supposed to wear like baggy clothes, right? And I see people, and it's like on a mat. This is what the YouTube videos show. I get there, and they're like, face down on the table, just in your underwear. I'm like, mm-hmm. "Oh, this is a normal massage, right?" So the door opens. I still have my face down. You know, I don't see who walks in the door, and I don't want to sound like that guy, but. But you're gonna. I, like this that. is what I hear in my ear. Can I walk on you? <laughs> <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> so, 
the next hour, I mean, this lady is like money. hanging from the ceiling doing gymnastics, walking on my butt. <laughs> I mean, she's walking on my hamstrings, my shoulders, my elbows. So like, it was it, awesome. Is was it uh uh, uh like a, a heavier set woman or was this like <laughs> a uh like give us some uh, what who was walking on your back or big, your shoulders? Big feet, um, small feet. You, yeah, she exactly. Had, <laughs> yeah, she we, need more more context. She was uh probably middle fifties. Um, probably a hundred. I'm guessing one hundred thirty pounds. Okay, okay, okay. Is what I'm thinking, Dan. I don't know. Um. But toenails, no toenails. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no toenails, <laughs> no toenails. But like, if you guys get a chance, and I checked it after you leave. You're like, I got my money's worth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're like, holy crap! I mean, my back probably popped 15 times. By the end, she was had my foot in the air. She's pulling. I thought my hamstrings were gonna pop. Like it was in, like seriously, it was insane. Like, but. I mean, if you guys get a chance, but that was my week. I don't know. What'd you guys do? <laughs> Did you get on your schedule? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, Shane is always like I traveling always. the world. Yeah, seriously, every time it's like I'm just a plumber living the dream, man. <laughs> like I picked the wrong horse, dude. I went to college like a sucker. Yeah, well, so did I. Yeah, man. Me too. <laughs> no, I went. To, we went to Park City. Did some back to school shopping. Nothing crazy. We did see a lot of Teslas up there. So shout out to Summit County. Oh, nice. Yeah, dude. Are the outlets? It's insane now. I remember when the outlets used to go there, and there was like no good deals. And now you go up there, and it's like, man, like oh, that. You got it. It's amazing. Right? Yeah, now. yeah, like, yeah. They're actually good deals. Yeah. Oh, it's insane. Because I, like, I never go shop there. Like yeah. Under Armour, Nike, all Ni- that. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Well, you used to go as a kid, and it wouldn't be that. You know, shoes no. were eighty five bucks. I now didn't I'm go walking, as a kid. Everything's like. 35 40 bucks now for decent shoes now. Van Heusen. Van Buy a bunch of uh, business clothes. Ooh, Dan's getting, try, le- trying getting legit over there. Trying out a style. I'm trying this like weird. Dress for the job you want, not the one you have. Is that what we're doing here? Like, what do we- <laughs> but yeah, anyway. It was a good weekend for me too. <laughs> we should do, see, they, they should have discount stores or like the... I, I talked to my, no, my no, dad not, about this. Not discount. Not discount. What are, Outlet. what are the outlets? We should, we should <laughs> outlets in Boxeller County. Where? I don't know. <laughs> like you drive all the way out to Park City. It's so Dan, they have away. them in Farmington now. Yeah, they do. They're not they're not outlets. The Nike outlet is like the same thing now. Whatever. Nike. It's the same store now. I mean, I guess it's Davis County, so I'll <laughs> shop there. Fine, James. <laughs> I won't shop there. In Davis County? Nah. I did notice, though, the, the chain like, stuff. Kobe's like, my money stays in Ogden. <laughs> Weaver County made, Weaver County spent. That's right. Not like Rob Bishop. Not like Rob Bishop. Oh, Not Weaver County made. Dang, we're hey, going to get right solid. into this. Yeah. No, uh, did you do anything you want to share? Uh, I was just going to talk. Ryan, Ryan. I was going to talk a little bit about uh, YDA, the conference in Indianapolis. Oh, right, right, right. Oh. I mean, it's been a week now since we've been home, but like. It was awesome, man. Like we, I mean, it was very humid in the Midwest, like very humid. I, I kind of trolled the Lyft driver as soon as we got to Indianapolis because he's like, y'all are from Utah. What's in Utah? And I'm all, Boyan Bogdanovich is in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> Sucker. Did he know or no? Oh, yeah, he knew. He knew. <laughs> yeah, he was sad, dude. He was like, rip uh, that wound open. Yeah, yeah he, I sure did. He's like, get off of the goddamn Yeah, bus. I was like, I'm going to tip you. <laughs> Knock it off. I'm going to tip you. But uh, no, it was awesome. Like we, we got to meet a lot of really cool Democrats from all across the country, man. Like we hung out with the folks from New York, the folks from Arkansas. We got to know our, our neighboring states. We hung out with the Wyoming delegation, people from Colorado. 
Shoot, man. We got to know a lot, a lot of people from Washington state. Like it was just awesome. Like just hanging out with people, getting to know them. Uh, mayor Pete came and spoke on one night. Mayor Pete. Yeah. He got protested. A lot of black lives matter folks what? had something to say. Oh, oh yeah. wow. Yep. Wow. Um, he had that shooting in uh, South Bend, right? Right. Yeah. He's going through that. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, Damn. the next night, uh, speaker Pelosi was there and I regret to inform you guys that they like pretty much like brought her into the stage and brought her like immediately back out. Like there was no chance to talk to her. So like she had to go somewhere though. Well, there you were know what? I'm getting sick. I'm getting sick and tired of this because they did the same for pod save. If fucking Democrats want to get out there, then stay for the goddamn pictures. I agree, man. Because that's, I mean, that's what like Elizabeth talk Warren people, is doing. Right? Talk <laughs> yeah. People. Talk to people. Yeah. yeah Elizabeth. Warren, exact, thank you. That's a great example. Elizabeth Warren. She took pictures. She talked to people. Yeah, she heard me. She certainly did. <laughs> uh, but I will say though that like the speaker, Speaker Pelosi's speech, I had low expectations. I was like, "What's she gonna say? Like, what is she gonna say?" Seriously, and it was actually really good. Like it was inspiring stuff. And I, I thought people were gonna protest her because she hasn't brought impeachment proceedings yet. Mm-hmm. But nobody, and like everybody wow. listened to her. And like, yeah, it was it was awesome. So it's cool to be there. Um, man, who else came? I feel like there was. Oh, dude, the last day, Marianne Williamson came. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yes. Yeah. How awesome is she? Dude, it was she's gotta be great. It was crazy. Like <laughs> so like we're all in there and like this is in the morning and so like this is the Saturday where everyone has to like vote for our stuff. And man, she comes in and she starts giving the speech, right? And like nobody's listening to her. Aww. But like so like there's a like a, a kind of like a lot of, a little bit of chatter, but like there are also people who are listening and they're like cheering her on. But it's like in jest. Like they are Aww. not like supporting her. And like she's just eating it up, dude. She's like doing her thing. And the but to her credit, she stayed yeah. after and talked to people in the see, foyer. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm talking about. That's and that's why she's gonna win some people over. Yeah. I mean, so she actually did it, yeah, and people went and got selfies with her and all that good stuff, which like I said, that didn't Did you get any rocks? <laughs> no, she was wearing a crystal, dude. Yes. I pointed it out to the kingmaker. I was like, "Dude, she's wearing a crystal." <laughs> <laughs> watch, you guys are laughing, but watch, Oprah's gonna come out with and be like, "They're gonna pull the switcheroo." I bet you. Yeah, Oprah will come out. She'll be her running mate. No oh, um, man, I can't get behind that. What? <laughs> no, dude. What? No man. But then uh, the last night, I did go to Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati. Oh, watch the Reds nice. take on the St. Louis Cardinals. Ate some ate some Queen City sausage. That was cool. Hmm. It was awesome. Had a good time. Yeah, go ahead, Shane. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. go ahead. Go ahead and touch no. that one. No, Dan. <laughs> what are you talking about? I, no, I was saying if you wanted to like interject with Dan, you. it's time when to, you went it's to, time to grow the fuck up no, when on you the went show, to, Dan. Wow, <laughs> wow. I was talking about when you like. Did you want to relate to when you had? Uh, nothing gone makes, to nothing a, a makes baseball you, game. A baseball. Wow, Shane. Nothing, nothing makes nothing. Dan smile like the word sausage. <laughs> Oh there man! What about you, Ryan? What, what have you been up to, man? You know, a lot less than you guys. <laughs> I went to Lagoon with my nephews and nieces. You know, this last weekend oh. and yard work, a lot of adulting. You know, that yeah. was about it. Nice. Nothing too nice. crazy. Nothing crazy. No, no, just getting in that mood mood for football. Yeah, know? yeah, getting ready. Getting yeah. in that mood nice. for football. I'm not right. I, it's coming we, fast. Should too. we preface this that Seriously. you are the Harriman head coach, right? Definitely uh, not the head coach. No, the he- <laughs> not, not a head coach. Assistant yes. coach? Yeah. Okay. Yep. yep. Are is it are, are you do you coach uh Defensive special backs. teams or what? Defensive or DBs? Backs. Oh, yep. Nice. Nice. Dude, that's awesome. That's um a good time. All right. Well, let's get into this. 
Send some of your kids up here to Weaver, dude. They're funner when you can give them back. Talk to yeah. talk. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, we do have quite a few that are looking at Weaver and some yeah. that came up to Weaver from last year. So Yeah, dude. I mean, Coach oh, Hill, I mean, you come up here, like I feel like that's Coach Hill's like thing. Like, yeah. Coach Hill always puts a good he puts a good defense Actually, out. Actually, we're field, going man. out to play a San Diego school, Helix High School. Um, at the end of October, and on that Saturday, we're going to catch Weber State playing San Diego, San Diego State. State. Yeah, we're yeah so we're going to go support them, give them some Utah love out there. Yeah, that's our nice. first game. Nice. All right, so let's get right into it. It's good. It's so good to have Kobe back because now we can like. Actually, I don't I feel like we're <laughs> we can we can do our thing, Shane, and just like let it go. Yeah, let Kobe, <laughs> let Kobe go. Uh, so okay, first story, uh, national story. Um, Rob Bishop finally, finally comes out and makes it official. He's no longer uh, in the race. He's retired. He's made it clear he's not running for a for any kind of reelection. For, for any kind? Uh, well, well, maybe governor. It technically wouldn't be a reelection, right? Because he would have to go somewhere else. This guy's a lawyer, dude. He's lawyered us. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Bishop says that he supports. Uh, th- this is great, though. This is from the the standard uh, in the in the the news uh, article. Bishop says he supports term limits. What? How do you feel, how do you feel about that, Shane? I agree with him. <laughs> this guy's been kind in there. of. First, what? Uh, how long has he been in there for? Seventeen years. Seventeen years. Yeah, it feels like way and now longer. He's like, though. doesn't it feel like? I mean, it feels like, do you remember a time when he wasn't in it? Uh, I don't. Uh, I mean. I was in high school when he first got in. Yeah. Same. Now my kids are in high school. That's I still don't believe stupid it. I still don't believe it. There. There's a lot of people that want him to run, he says, and you just never know. Allegedly. He, he, he could wake up tomorrow and just be and like, change his mind. Well, it's too bad that John's not here because John was doing his victory lap last week about, told you Bishop was going to keep going. Yeah. And now he's nowhere to be found. I'm just wondering what happened in the last week. So he's not going to give up <laughs> power. He's going to he's working for some administration or nice. I don't know if it's a cabinet or, position or I don't know. Maybe he'll get a federal land job. Yeah, <laughs> federal land. Interior secretaries is a dream. Okay. All right, we didn't get the uh, the offices right. No, they Denver got it. GJ Grand Junction got them. Grand Junction. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I'll say about. Rob Bishop not running is it, it was a weird position that he kind of put himself in because he in the article it talks about how well I made this clear since 2012 and you know he was being groomed for the chairman's position on the House Natural Resources Committee isn't that what it says yes yes yeah so he's like oh yeah I'm I'm gonna retire once I've you know done the stuff and I've been in leadership and had my say and I half expected him to walk that back because I just don't trust Rob Bishop. And I, I mean, I haven't hung out with him a ton, but the the late in town hall that they mentioned in the article, like I was at that town hall, and I was like, well, we'll see. <laughs> you know, like I'm gonna take everything he says with a grain of salt here, because it was a very controlled environment, and he was not telling you know the full truth, and so I wasn't 100 percent sure. But the Kingmaker was quick to comment on our post on social and say. Told you so. He's really doing it. He's really, he's like, I'm vindicated. And I was like, okay. The Kingmaker is vindicated. Uh, we'll see. But we'll see about the governor's race now because apparently he's left the door open for that. So 
We'll see. I, uh, so, okay, moving forward, though, with that. Like, because, yes, um, let's just play this out that he doesn't run. Maybe he runs for governor or something else. Who do we have behind him? Oh, let's start with the Republicans, right? Because the Republicans have uh, quite a bit of people already in line ready to go, right? Like, there, there, there are some people chomping at the bit. Who is it? Kerry Gibson, I think, is one of the names that's been thrown out there. Right. I mean, a lot of people in Weber County have been talking about Kerry Gibson has been biding his time waiting for the opportunity to run for the seat and that he likely will. It wasn't mentioned in the Standard article. There were a couple of people from Davis County, both, I think, weren't they? Uh, in the article? Yeah, that uh, said they were going to be running. One of them was the mayor of Syracuse. And then the other person was, oh, no, no, uh, the other person was from Morgan County. They were on, like, the county commission up there or something like that. Oh, so so, so you've got Katie Witt, the yeah. current mayor of Kaysville, announced an exploratory committee. Is it Kaysville? Yep. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, and then you have um, another local official announced her consideration into running for Congress is Tina Cannon, a current member of the Morgan, Count- Count- Morgan County Council. There you go. Um, and let's see. But at the end of the article, it does mention that, by the way, you know, CD1 does encompass Weber County. So, you know, there will likely be a person from Weber County who will run. And a lot of people believe that that would be former, you know, Weber County Commissioner Kerry Gibson. So don't be surprised when. That guy's got all kinds of dirt on him. It's not about the dirt. It's about winning a primary, bro. Yeah. So when, when day, would that primary happen? So that primary would happen probably in June 2020. I refuse. I refuse to let you think that way, Kobe. Well, no, hey, and, and that's why you know in the rundown I said, okay, what's the call to action on a thing like this? You know, yeah, yeah who's yeah. going to run against him seriously? Like, I'm not talking about a token Democrat on the ticket who is genuinely going to go out and run a decent campaign. Not a. I'm going to put my name on the ballot. That's that's trash. I mean, there's an opportunity here. There's an open seat. Something that hasn't happened in 17 years. 17 years. You know what we need? Who's going to run? Blue collar. We need progressive. We need. Uh, uh, we need somebody who's going to work. Yeah, the somebody day. that knows how to work. You know, because we've we've like talked a trade job, like somebody that lives in Ogden. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good luck finding that guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's always on vacation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'll fit right in. <laughs> Say it right now. You're doing an exploratory committee, and me and you will go like. <laughs> hey, dude, Dan's Dan from Box Elder County. That's a big chunk oh, of district. That's yeah, true, can bro. you carry Box Elder County? Hell yeah. If you can. No, you can't, Dan. What? <laughs> what? He probably can. can on you? my shoulders. That is like, like 90% red, probably. <laughs> That's fair. Is what, what, what about Cash County? Uh, I mean, I don't know anybody in yeah, Cash County ca- that, that, <laughs> that, would, that would run, but I'm not like well versed in what's up in Cash County. I haven't hung out with those guys a ton. I think uh, Karina Alden Br- Brown would be a good one. What, per- Cash Cash Cash? Mm-hmm. what percentage did Castillo get? Low. I don't even. I thought he got less than that because yeah. there was a third party. The third party in came in and took. Oh yeah. From him, I think he only got like twenty eight or something. Yeah, it wasn't a lot. Yeah, but so so that's my question so, here is who's genuinely going to run it and like and work, you know? Because if this person comes and wins the primary, if there is one, and wants to come to Weber County and work with us. They know we're doing work up here, right? Like, we're out here knocking doors. We're doing the stuff. Like, work with us. But that means you're going to have to work in the other counties in the district. And so who's really going to put that time in? And so the call to action, call Jeff Merchant, dude. Hey. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. You're the, you're the state party chair now. This is your job. Because there are how many counties? Uh, 11 counties, I think, in this district. Whoa. What? Yeah. No way. In CD1? Yeah, I think so. Alone? Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, because eleven. It's Weaver because there's only twenty nine in the state, we, right? Yeah. So there's Weaver Davis, Mo- Morgan, Morgan, Cash, Cash, Box Elder, Box Elder Rich. What? Oh yeah. yeah. And then uh, doesn't it, does it go in the basin? Summit County. Yes, it goes into the basin. Duchesne County, Uinta County, Daggett County. What? Do you think gerrymandering uh, now or later? <laughs> and Wasatch County, that yeah, was the last one. Like right 11, there. That's yeah, 11, yeah. bro. They're like 11 oh counties. God. So it's, it's huge, yeah. I mean, it's a massive, but that's my thing, though. It's like, okay, so, I mean, normally, not to be like a jerk about it, but normally people look to Weber County on, on this one and say, okay, the most populous county in CD1 is Weber County. Okay. So normally the, the thinking is the, the candidate should come from um, Weber, Weber County right. because this is where the, the highest concentration of votes would be in that in that district. So but he himself, though, is Box Elder slash Cash County because he he taught in Box Elder and well he taught in Weber ben County Lomond. as well and he taught in Weber County yeah at Ben Lomond, which is oh yeah I don't know why I thought that was Cash Street. County no, oh no. right 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 what was I thinking <laughs> yeah. Skyview I was thinking like Mountain Crest area sorry yeah, sorry yeah. oh but, yeah okay but, so, but so that's that's the call to action is like okay we know that Rob Bishop is not going to run so call Jeff Merchant he's the state Democratic Party chair and ask him. What's the state party doing to recruit for this race now? Because we can't be talking about this in January. We need to be talking about it now. Right now. Who is genuinely going to do it? Like, this is your job, Jeff Merchant. Like I said, 11 counties. And if he doesn't do his job, what's going to happen is it's going to fall to Weber County again. And we are going to be the ones that recruits the candidate again. Which is fine. But then... But then you get the <laughs> the episode from last night, <laughs> from last week with John Miles. Potentially, yeah, yeah. potentially. I mean, no, the, right, lesson, right, the lesson right. that I learned in all that was you have to watch filings a lot closer than we did, because we had no idea that Lee Castillo existed, and it was like, well, you didn't watch the filings? And it was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't. Right. So, so that's the thing. Or another call to action is like, if that's the case, call the Weber Dems chair Zach Thomas and say, what's the county party doing to recruit a Democrat for this race? Because if people look to Weber County for leadership, then what is the county doing? I mean, these people are in leadership. These are the questions that they have to answer. Right. Can we throw so, out names? Let's say uh, Jason Allen. No, right? no, I don't think he's talked about that. No, I'm saying I'm saying it'd be, would, uh, it'd would be, be fun. A, would be yeah, like w- that. I I would be like, oh yeah, cool. We can get that guy. That guy would be good. No, I don't know if he would. No. Okay. What about uh, Shane's already? A, no, Shane's already no. said no. Yeah. So I will say I I read a Utah policy article. <laughs> Wait, what tens about? of people are sh- upset right now when they <laughs> listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't think. Chris, what about Chris? Chris, oh yeah, Chris could. Chris, right? I don't, I don't know if he will. He could run. You know what? Here's my advice to Chris though: <laughs> it's a, is it's a big drop, race. Drop the name Chris and just take up the name Jake Johnson. No, <laughs> get out of here, Chris. If you're no, listening, great guy. don't great. don't take don't, that advice. Yeah. <laughs> but he'd be like. Do you, you know what I mean? Like, we should start throwing like, like, why can't we just start throwing names out there and yeah. being like, "Hey, I'd I'd support that guy." So a name that I support I that have, lady, Meg Sanders. I I would I would support Meg Sanders, and I think you right? all know that. Yeah, Meg 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 would throw some bombs, mm-hmm. and I can appreciate yeah, that. Right? Yeah, throw yeah. some blows. I man. think that's why, why she not? Qu- didn't she quit her job for this moment? For this moment, isn't that what she was saying? I think that's what she said on the pod before yeah. before we like, uh, this started whole recording. thing, this whole ten years of her life is set up for like. The next year and a half. Yeah. I hope, I hope she's listening. She's supposed to be at our watch party on Tuesday. Inshallah. But one name I have, one serious name I have heard thrown out is a guy named Peter Metcalf. He is the founder of Black Diamond. If you know, who that, he, he's from Summit County. 
I've heard that he's considering a run. So that's been out there in Utah Policy's reporting. So we'll see. What's Black Diamond? Sorry. Black Diamond is an outdoor rec company. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I, I do a lot of that. <laughs> Not true. All right, they're a big employer uh, in the state too, though. Good though. Um, yeah. yeah. So call Jeff Merchant. Those call Zach Thomas. Call somebody, and we'll have those. Non- we'll have those email addresses yeah. and phone numbers in the show notes if awesome. you want to. Which I don't think anybody actually reads, but I always make them. So you're welcome. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, so we actually brought. We actually asked Ryan Jensen to come in because of this next story. That's a local story. Uh, this is from the Salt Lake Tribune. Uh, shortly after noon Saturday, Utah gov- Utah's governor, House Speaker, and Senate President confirmed reporting from the Washington Post that the Trump administration plans to reject the state's request for enhanced federal health care funding under partial Medicaid expansion plan. It's complicated. Who knew? Yeah. yeah. What do you well, know? So, <laughs> so tell us. Break that down for us in layman's terms, Kobe. What happened? What does here? it mean? Yeah, what does that mean? I mean, maybe Ryan should do it. Right. Yeah, let's Ryan. Ryan. Ryan, Ryan, sorry, Ryan. I'll, I'll sum Kobe. it up short for you and make it sweet. So back in November, voters passed by 53% um, that we would expand Medicaid fully to 150,000 people. Pro- Proposition 3. Proposition 3 on the ballot. Um, you know, the legislature decided to switch that out in January with their own plan, the same plan that they tried to offer us last year uh, that we fought and got thrown out. So what they've done is they tried to be the first state in the U.S. No, no other state has got this grant um, approved or granted by the Trump administration. And what it was was to allow us to expand to the 90-10 match. So for every $9 the federal government spends, we as Utah would spend $1 but they were only going to allow us to cover up to 100% FPL, which is federal poverty level. So instead of covering 150,000, they wanted to only cover 90,000 Utahns. Um, Every other state that has expanded has expanded to the 138% FPL, which was 150,000 people per the ballot initiative in Prop 3. And that the 138, was that part of the ACA? Yes, correct. And that was through the ACA that allowed it to expand up to the 138. So why are we not, why didn't we expand when the ACA came on board? They wanted to stick it to the black guy, let's be honest. I mean, they didn't want that president, President Obama, Obama to get that type of signature movement. I'll just be frank with you. Yeah, no, I agree um, with that. <laughs> and so he didn't want Utahns to get. So basically what. <laughs> I mean, so I, in 2010, we had that chance to go ahead and expand to the Medicaid, but we chose not to take that federal funding saying that we could do it better on our own. Right. What it comes down to is we said we had a better plan as Utahns. We want the flexibility. We want to have the power. We want to pay the, the bill. And so as Utahns, we covered some people but paid the entire bill ourselves. Correct. So we covered taking... less and they were paying more. Right. So we didn't take federal funding. Um, but that federal funding went somewhere else. So it goes to other states that chose to expand fully through the 138% FPL. So the 13 to 15 states that chose to expand are all reaping the extra benefits of the tax, Utah taxpayer dollars. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking awesome. For them. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then every time yeah. we do our skinny expansions, they hit us again on the state and local level. Um, for example, I'm in West Jordan, right? 
I went to a city council meeting the other week, a couple weeks ago, and they were talking about how they're low on HUD money. Well, they've created a new donut gap for seniors that are older. Um, they now have to do what's called a spend down. So to meet Medicaid and social, some that are on social security, they have to spend money to get qualified for those services now, or else they won't qualify and they won't be able to afford it. These are the seniors or the city? Seniors. And Senior so now people. what's happening is they have to take extra money out of the HUD budget. So it's a cost shift to the state and local taxpayers, and they're getting extra tax money that way. So it's it's creating, creating a lot of gap coverage loss as well as extra tax money coming out of your and I's pocket because we pay for the ACA taxes. Now we're getting hit on the state and the local budgets, and we're having to replenish those because we're not covering through the Medicaid and the federal dollar. Yeah. Okay. So so, so how did Prop 3 get on the ballot? So Prop 3 was done. We gathered so many signatures throughout the whole state. Each county, we had to get a certain amount of signatures. Was this pushed by who? Utah Decides, as well as Utah Healthy Policy Project was on it. Um, a co-sponsor was Corrine Alden-Brown, who ran for a Senate seat in cash and lost by a couple hundred votes. Okay. Um, that's close. Yeah. For a Senate seat, that's close. And for Utah Senate seat, I believe. Yeah. And so I, I don't know who it was, but... She was one of the co-sponsors, and so what we did is went county to county, educated the the public basically, and got all the signatures needed to get it on the ballot. And then the voters decided, and fifty three percent of Utahns voted yes. Yeah, and then we got you know what we talked about back in February with Alan Christensen, our state senator, leading the charge against that with SB ninety six, which is what we're talking wait, about here. Wait, Alan Christensen, that, the guy that hates H your kids. Yeah, the guy oh, who okay. hates your yeah, kids. That guy yeah, that hates your kids. <laughs> he, right, right. he said a couple times in these uh, meetings in the at the Capitol, we would go down there every week to these Health and Human Task Force meetings, and we'd give them hell. And uh, he said that he would bet the farm that they would get these waivers. And so I'm here to call him out and say, yeah. Alan, you lost your farm. Yeah, where's up? that farm? <laughs> you need to go. So, yeah, you, and you uh, need to learn how to park. Yeah, we talked about this like episode three, probably somewhere in there. And Colby yeah. was saying no states ever got these grants. Never. Never. Nope. And, so, and today, New Hampshire, just to throw you even more, I mean, they just came back and a judge on the Supreme, or not the Supreme Court, a federal judge vacated the work requirement. Um, Is that right? Because that's, yeah. that's another one that went down. So Kentucky... Um, some of these other states that have done these uh, 1115 work requirements, which is another part of the, the waiver process, which they already got approved. Um, it, it's showing in the courts that it's it's unjust. Yeah. So. so a couple of other things on that, Ryan, then. So like you said, the 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 Medicaid bill as it sits right now, mm -hmm. Medicaid in Utah, there there is this work requirement, or was that just part of the application? So they did get the first waiver. So there's like a four subsection, four different waivers that they're trying to do. Okay. The first one was the, <laughs> excuse me, was the work requirement. So they got that one through. Um, I think there will be some technical issues there because they didn't allow for public comment. Oh, they didn't? No, but they resubmitted the one from the previous year of 2018 legislature. But as healthcare advocates, we didn't want to delay any type of implement implementation for Medicaid right. expansion. Right. We wanted people to get it as soon as possible, so we let it slide, and we will try to probably use that. I'm sure they'll use that in some type of court uh, hearing. So then the second one that got denied last Friday was the per capita cap not allowing um, us to change from the 70 to 30 match to cover lo less people. We wanted to go to the 90-10. So they denied us allowing us to go to 90-10 and covering less. So that's what got denied. So, so pretty much this thing is dead in the water. Yeah, so it's actually a good thing because what the, for way, Utah, yeah, yeah. For the way Utah set it up was we want to we only cover people up to the 100% of the poverty right. line, the federal poverty line. Right. 
but Utah is willing to pay seventy or thirty percent of the cost of that, and the federal government pays seventy percent until they get their waiver. Until you get the waiver, which, which hopefully just got would be, denied. Yeah, with ninety ten, which didn't happen. So the state chose to cover less people for more money as a gambit to hopefully get this other waiver, and then they can keep it at the one hundred percent and get the ninety ten money, and it didn't work. So essentially, the state chose to, like I said, cover more people for cover or less, less people for, for more, more money. money. Why does Alan Christensen and more of our uh, legislature, why do they believe that? Why do they not want to cover the 138% and they want to cover the 100% and down? You know, he just said he was uh, expanding Medicaid was against basically his moral conscience, so to speak. He, he basically came out and said that that was against his ideals. Um, I don't know why. You'd have to ask him a little bit, but they are dead set. And they sell it. They sell it as, "Hey, more state flexibility. We're going to be fiscally responsible." They keep you know, saying that. They but, keep saying that. But, but we've just not, shown that they right. weren't. Yeah, they weren't fiscally and there was responsible. There's also a backup plan in SB 96 from Alan Christensen um, that, with some technical fixes, it was basically Ray Ward's, Ray Ward's bill, HB 210, which the Democratic Healthcare Caucus were the first ones to support. We even reached across the line to support. Um, because it had a few technical fixes for the longevity to making sure that the program was funded long term. And so that is the backup plan. The waiver's denied. We need to be demanding that they do that, that they go Im immediately and implement the full Medicaid expansion for Prop 3. So um, there'll be a rally Thursday at the Capitol. Oh, is that right? Uh -huh. What time um, will that be? Uh, 4.30 to 6 at the Rounda. Okay. Um, UHPP, Utah Healthy Policy Projects, hosting that, and we'll be putting it on. There'll be quite a few groups there, so we're hoping to get a lot of support. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll include that in the show notes, too. Is there some sort of like a, a Facebook event or something Yeah, there's like a that Facebook event. Okay. It's on our Facebook. I can share it with you yeah, so you have do. it. And we'll, we'll put sure. it up. Cool. Uh, right. So I want to talk about the people. So yeah. hold on. The, the 100% that are going to get covered up to the 100% mm -hmm. poverty line mm -hmm. and the 138 to me, it's like important for them to have health care because um, I, I feel like people that are in poverty or just on the edge of poverty, when things go bad, like Correct. you can't afford to get out of it, right? right? And I know the whole Republican things like get a new job, get a better job, figure it out. You know what I mean? But you have these families that are on the poverty level and they're trying to dig their way out, right? right. Or maybe they're just staying where they're at. But you look at the kids, you have this cycle where – Mom gets sick, you're never getting out, right? There's 15 years of medical bills. Correct. You don't. Six percent of U.S. bankruptcies are due to medical. Right. Oh. I mean that. Wow. So, um, Mike Schultz, for one, he believes in the hundred percent. I mean, I've seen him on Facebook. He says these people are able-bodied. He has a problem giving able-bodied people health insurance, and they want yeah. they don't take into consideration the people that are working two jobs. You know what I mean? That have two to three part-time jobs to make it work. Uh, they don't take in the ki the ki people that are caregivers, taking care of their you know elderly the folks, the yeah. family members, that's, that's and so point. forth. I mean, they're not taking in a lot of these things. Um, you know, if you're a low-income person, it's going to be much harder for you to. Um, <laughs> Sorry. No, that's all right. This is. <laughs> This is good. Um, <laughs> but, but if you're low here. income, they're creating more administrative burden, more hurdles for you to get Medicaid. So you're going to have to go online and fill out all these forms and show them that you're applying for jobs. There's like some like 47 jobs or something like that, right? You know, I mean, if over I, the course of a year, honestly, if unemployment's so low, why do we need a work requirement? Yeah. 
we tout that we have such a great unemployment rate. Why the hell are we touting that right. we need a work requirement? It, it's ludicrous. So well, and the, and the research shows that the work requirement doesn't actually do the thing that you want it to do. Like it, right. it's just it's just like Ryan said, an administrative burden toward actually accessing healthcare. Which furthermore, like Medicaid and SNAP and programs like these are not. People don't stay on them long term. They no, just, they just don't. They're not designed that way. Yeah, right? and, like, and people don't. Come on. Quit thinking that you know. Shit. I mean, unless you're in southern states, Republican states, and you well, stand yeah, forever. Like Mississippi. I mean, I could blow your mind too. I mean, we can talk about how they won't. They're going to shut out retroactive eligibility, meaning that if you qualified, you know, three months previously for Medicaid, that um, they would automatically give you that, those benefits. They're also going to waive preabsumptive eligibility, which means that if you go into the hospital and you think you qualify for Medicaid, they'll go ahead and accept you as a Medicaid recipient and then bill it. Uh, they want to get rid of those. They want to create lockouts. So if you're not working, that you can't get it. Um, you know, if you haven't had it for, so like, yeah, they'll, and then they also want to cap coverage. So, Say if we have an earthquake and they get these caps and they start adding these caps or block grants. Um, say if we had an earthquake, then we run out of funds. You're out of funds. You know, now you got to wait on Trump to come bail you out. And we know how you treated Puerto Rico. So, so we got to wait for Trump to come throw paper towels. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? So man, there's, there's a lot of great. holes in this. And they put this backup plan of Ray Ward's in there and the prop three. And now what's going to happen is they're going to try to stall and get creative and come up with another clever plan. And I think it's important that we as a public keep them accountable. As a state, how what percentage of Utahns are covered? Do you know that? So there is roughly, I know through Obamacare, there's about 200,000 or I'm sorry, 194,000 people on Obamacare with Medicaid. It's a little, I think it's a little higher because Medicaid warehouses, most of the children and seniors. Yeah. And so, and one thing to point out is in Weber County, like we talked about in our, in our episode when they were, you know, debating all of this in the state legislature, some, what did we say? Like 73% of the um, medic of Medicaid recipients yeah. in the county are children, disabled person or elderly. Right. 44% of those children are Hispanic children or Latina, you know? Wow. So like, that's who's getting this. That's, that's who you're pissed off that people are getting health insurance, Mike Schultz. Get that crap out of my face. And, you know, I could even go a step further. There was a recent CBO report that came out on Medicare for all or single payer, right? It showed that federal subsidies, it showed that employer-sponsored plans got $287 billion a year in taxpayer subsidies and federal government subsidies, wow. which is more than Medicare and the ACA combined. The only one that outspent it a little bit was Medicaid, and that's because they warehouse one-third of all U.S. children. In the wow. U.S. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So, so that's those that wait, $287 wait, okay, okay. billion. Dollars, wait, wait, wait. Break that down again. Okay. Say it a little slower okay. because that's so that's super important. I, I feel like that point. So everyone wants to talk about socialism, welfare, welfare, right, right, welfare. Right, right. It, it's employer welfare. It's, you know, corporation welfare. I, you've got these businesses that are making $287 billion. They're getting $287 billion a year in subsidies and federal tax dollars from us. To, to offer insurance and, and administer health plans. Now, if you combine the ACA and Medicare together, they are still getting less federal tax dollars and subsidies from the federal government than these corporations, than the, corp than wow. the uninsured, than the insured plans. Yeah. Fuck. And Medicaid is, I think, at just a little higher than 287. I think it was 294, if I remember correctly. I can shoot you guys the graphs. Um, 
but that's because they warehouse one third of all U.S. children and then also seniors. So, you know. So, so I mean, yeah, like they're higher, but like they're covering children. Right. And, 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 and then when you watch those subsidies come back, the corporations and the, the employer sponsored plans, they actually give less subsidies back to consumers than all the other plans. So insurance companies are taking the money. And the corporations, yeah. Mm-hmm. What about the ACA and the exchanges? Are are uh, insurance companies or are hospitals are they making money on that? You know, the first couple of years on the ACA, no, they were not. They were losing money. Um, now they are, but we also have to keep in mind, although they're losing this type of money on the ACA, they're making billions on the employer insurance side, right? So. Um, they're still making, I mean, CEOs are still getting paid millions a year. I mean, if you're really losing money, you're not going to be paying your CEO millions or billions a year. You're just not. Yeah. I would be like, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> <You're fired. laughs> yeah you're right. You know what I mean? And so it, it's very frustrating because they've done a very good job. Republicans have it steering the conversation. I mean, I don't agree with the mandate. I think, you know, you need to incentivize and incentive penalize. Right. Um, but we had to figure out a way to get people to participate one way or another um and, and i'm a i believe in the mandate i believe tell me if i'm wrong here if you don't have the mandate you don't have a health insurance if you're a 35 year old single guy and you decide i don't want health insurance exactly because you don't want to pay your 10 percent. you don't need it right right well you say you don't need it right sure. until, until, you, until you do until, until you do uh-huh. right <laughs> exactly. and then you go in and you don't have health insurance exactly right and then we end up all Paying covering Right, because you don't want to pay your ten percent right. out of your income. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I feel like the penalty is worth it. If everybody had to pay the penalty, then if if you walk in and you don't have health insurance, say you pay the penalty and you go in, I'm like, you paid the penalty, cover this dude. Yeah. Right. Instead of the people that are like, I don't need health insurance. You can't make me have it. Well, that's fine. And then hospitals should be able to be like, get the fuck out. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, no, I mean, they do have a. They have a. a they have to cover you. To, they have to care for you, you know, to some level. Right. But I get what you're saying. It's like, well, you got to buy in, right? right. You got to buy in. Yeah. You know, like everyone, that was the point of the mandate, right? right. And sure. Republicans want to complain about freeloaders, right? Because I mean, that's that's what a lot of them paint this to be. Like, folks that are on Medicaid are freeloaders. You know, they just they're not good. But the situation yeah. you just laid out, Shane, is like a true freeloader. This person yeah. is not paying into the system, and then when they need it. They're like, oh wait, the the well, this is the way it would work: is they they would get the hospital would give them they would give them health care, they would bill that person. That person probably can't pay, so then they would just write that off on their taxes, which is a tax subsidy essentially, right? right? And so, who paid for it? We did, right? But I feel like yeah, if there's the mandates there, then I'm like, go ahead, you paid the fine that should go into a pool, you know what and I mean? That, that and, takes care of the other people that aren't, yeah, 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 yeah definitely. You know? Yeah, and it worked. I and mean, it worked. You know, a big deal. Um, I got a buddy that works for IHC. He's kind of he's fairly high up. Can't say IHC. <laughs> well, Intermountain Healthcare. Okay. Intermountain <laughs> Healthcare. So he was telling me I don't like work for he, them. he brought up Arizona, right? Arizona lost a ton of money at the start because they didn't understand how many people were unhealthy. So what what I mean no 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 Welcome what, to what America no, no what yeah, yeah. Well, so these people with America. like diabetes and just chronic illnesses diabetes just, causes the system about four billion a year right so oh all God. of a sudden these people had insurance and they just like overwhelmed they had no clue that Americans were that sick so they call and, that the woodwork effect right. and they said it took four to five years before mm-hmm. people started getting healthy and all of a sudden then the cost went down do you know what I mean but yeah so think about it without it. 
Amer- in America, you're just there and you're just like, you can't go get treated, right? Like, like I'll be honest, I have insurance, 80-20 coverage and stuff, but it's still 20% of me going and getting my wrist fixed. It's like, you know what I mean? Arthritis. It's, even when you have health insurance, it's hard to use. Agree. You what, know, what's you know what I mean? what's the woodworking term that you said? So the woodworking term is what Shane was talking about when, so the ACA disrupted the whole system, right? Okay. So these insurers had to change the game. They're being held accountable with the 10 essential health benefits, like covering prescriptions, maternity, mental health, all that fun stuff. Stuff that they would cut out of plans normally. S- stuff they would say, no, you have pre-existing condition. You had a health issue, a mental health issue. Nope. Sorry. You know? So what happened is, is yes, we realize we're more sick. And this is what the Utah legislator tried to use, I think, um, in 2018 with Robert Spenlove and Daniel Hemmert's Medicaid expansion bills when we were fighting it the, the year previous. Um, they're saying, you know, oh, well, it's going to break the bank. All these people are going to come out and they're going to sign up. And yes, you will have a little influx, but eventually, I mean, that, that trails off. And then they're also chipping in and paying into the premiums through the ACA. So I think, you know, the woodwork effect can only, that excuse can only be used for so uh, long. So it stems from people coming out of the woodworks. woodworks. Okay, I guess, yeah. I guess, They're coming yeah. out of the woodworks to get the health care now. They're like, oh shit, I really do need it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and yeah. So, and that, you do see a little spike in that, but that's also shown to help what we call the multiplier effect, which keeps these people working and active and paying taxes and in the, in society. I mean, there's, you know, contributing. So many, yeah, yeah. There's so many other things that, Having people healthy healthy creates a better society in yeah, the workforce, right? And yeah, like you said, keeps keeps people from taking having to take advantage of government benefits because they can't work, they're too sick, whatever reason. They don't have to because that now they're healthy. You've made that investment in them. So now they can contribute back, right. which right. is is Republican Wonderland, right? That's right. what that's what they want. They want people to work and not pay taxes and not use government benefits. Like this is how you get there. You would think. You would think. <laughs> but you gotta, so, so Ryan, can I? Oh yeah, go ahead, Ryan. I was going to say. Okay, so we've talked a little bit about what caused the rejection, why this happened. Okay. Um, part of this, though, from uh, I think it was an article that I read from one of the national news outlets, like maybe New York Times or the Post or something like that. They talked about how maybe one of the reasons that the Trump administration rejected the application was because of a of a lawsuit pending with. 17 attorneys general, Republican attorneys general in, oh, yeah, in the country. Yeah, this is the AG uh, thing. Yeah, yeah, of which our attorney general, Sean Reyes, Sean is party Reyes. to saying, well, this, the ACA might get overturned anyway because they, they took out the, the, the tax, right? Like you, you don't have to pay the penalty anymore. Right. So now the argument is, well, then you shouldn't, if you're not taxing us, then what is this? Right. Because that's what the Supreme Court held before. So, you know, they're hoping that this gets overturned, you know, if that if that happens, if if the court agrees and the ACA gets overturned, say, okay, it's no longer constitutional because it's not a tax anymore, then what happens? I mean, Trump's on TV going, "See, I told you it sucked," and now you guys are without insurance, and that's all Obama's fault. He's creating oh, a the problem to fix it, right? He's yeah. creating no, a problem to fix it. No, that's what. He, well, I don't even know no, if he'll they fix won't, it, but they won't, they fix, won't it. fix it. He's You're just right. going to be they like had nine years to do. Hey, it's thing. not me that took all your insurance away yesterday. <laughs> oh my <laughs> like, god! Like it's. Yeah. it's Obama, see how bad it was? Look, you have no insurance right now. That's how bad it was. This is why we need to destroy the programs, right? Yeah, you're you're hitting it. You're, you're exactly right. He's that's what he's going to use it for is to destroy the programs and say that they weren't working and we just needed to be done with them. Yeah, and that's how he's going to salvage his budget. But yes, it is a kooky lawsuit. Texas versus Azar right. is what it's called. Um, Sean Reyes jumped onto this thing about a year ago, I believe. Um, you know, I've actually done multiple grammar requests to that office because I know the group that they jumped on with, which 
I went down a rabbit hole, man. I could take you on a wonderland through that, but it's a group out of Texas, which was Ted Cruz's former presidential pack. Um, oh boy! Yeah, oh my Texas God. Public Policy Foundation, greasy Ted Cruz. Yeah. So, and now Mike Lee's former campaign staffer is working there. You know, and of course, somebody from Reyes's office you know, was working there. So, there's a lot of co- weird ties and connections. And I did some grandma requests, and of course, they shut me down and didn't give me any love. But you know, we just you. It it would be disastrous. I mean, it would be disastrous for not only the ACA and Obamacare. But it would also be disastrous for Medicaid, which we're expanding through the ACA. Right. So if yes, if they win this lawsuit, it would it would overturn and it would cause chaos for a Americans. lot of Utahns. Just say Americans. Americans, yeah. Americans. all Americans. over. Yeah, because that's millions of Americans. Yeah. I mean, some twenty-two million people use the ACA. Is that right? Can you? Yeah. Uh, so like, I, this is a weird question, but can you call Reyes and ask him to? I guess if he's thrown his hat in, can he grab his hat and put? bring back out he could absolutely yeah he could pull out of the absolutely. lawsuit he won't there's republican states that haven't jumped on yeah um you know and that's that's the really frustrating thing about it all is is most utahns don't even realize that he's in the lawsuit unfortunately i mean i went around county to county and that's you know how i ended up at weber and i, I went to tried to go to about 20 of the 29 counties and let them know that yeah he's in the lawsuit and if he overturns this because majority of these rural areas are on medicaid right right in the state yeah in this state majority of the rural areas f- rely on medicaid or obamacare which provides a subsidy or a premium yeah because yeah. their employers aren't they don't have employers. they don't have jobs out there right, right? Yeah. Or, uh-huh. or um, they're farming or farm, right. they're just yeah. low income and just based off of area and so it's yeah i mean it'd be bad for utah let alone the whole united states i mean our healthcare system it takes time when you've got something like the aca i mean they start changing these rules. I mean, when you make a massive change like that in a healthcare industry, it takes about seven, five to seven, ten years for these insurance companies to change their ways and to get these policies and procedures changed. So now we've we've gone and changed all these things to better healthcare with getting coverage and getting rid of pre existing conditions. And now they want to unravel all of that and bring it back into chaos. You know, I, without a plan. Yeah. My without f- a plan. Yeah. That's the thing. Right. That, is like, that's my favorite part is these guys are all like, you know, I sit down with Brad Daw or Alan Christensen and they're all telling me they want the free market and, you know, they want true com- competition. And you're just like what you're doing is complete opposite. I mean, you can go across state lines right now, but if you have an HMO and you go out of network, it's not going to matter. Right. So allowing to go cross state lines really isn't creating competition unless we're all in one system. Yeah. And so I look at it again as corporate welfare. You've got 150 million people on plans through their employer. Hell, I'm one of them, unfortunately. Um, You've got 23 million people on Obamacare, the ACA, the sick people, the high risk people. If we wanted true competition, let's dump the 150 million in with the 23 and let consumers really drive the market. So, I mean, there's things that we could do. We could create reinsurance programs. We could create public buy-ins to Medicaid. We could lower the Medicare age to 55 to get them off, you know, the high costs from Obamacare because 45 or to, or to, to 55 are sucking up all the costs. There's so many things these guys could be doing, especially over the last nine years. Um, to have, yeah, but they haven't to have nothing shit. but stall is, yeah. is furiating. It's furiating. So, I mean, I can go on tangent all day. <laughs> I'm yeah. trying to keep it semi-happy here, man, in the cool zone. But it's <laughs> not, not a, it's not a sweat box, guys. It's <laughs> feeling good. <in> here, so. <laughs> so I 
you know, we've talked a little bit about what happens now. We've talked about now that, you know, if this gets rejected, um, uh, if, if, if the lawsuit goes through, then it's total chaos. We're not sure, you know, we go back to 2009, essentially, mm-hmm. with, so we don't, we don't, we honestly don't want that, but there's not a lot we can do because it's moving through the court systems and you can't really lobby that. There's like an entire generation of people, like kids, if you're like 35 or under, like uh, at work, the guys complain about it. You know, when Obamacare happened, my, my insurance went up, it, their insurance, they're just full of shit. They were, you know, they're watching Fox News, but they have no clue what it was like before that. Yeah. But, Right. You know what I mean? Like, well, my argument always too is that like, oh, my insurance went up because of Obamacare. Like, your insurance was going up anyway. Right. Yeah. Like, right. you look it, at the historic trend going up yeah. anyway. Let's talk. Yeah. I mean, we, we can talk about it. Your insurance went up because Obama had the minimum standards for insurance policies. Yeah. Right. It set rules. When, he, when he's doing that speech, like, you can keep your doctor that they want to use, right? And everybody says you couldn't keep your doctor. Well, in his speech, what the speech, if you watch the whole thing, if your ins- current insurance policy meets these minimum standards, you can keep your doctor, right? If you had a junk piece of shit insurance, that's why you lost your doctor. Right. Yeah, because Don't get an HMO. <laughs> that so means you can't go to network. Yeah. You have to go to the doctor, they say. So, yeah. you know, you got to pick the right plan. And, and I agree with you. I mean, sure, I believe premiums are a little high and they're going up, but most people don't realize that the insurance companies dedicate those premiums in July the year before. So this year in July coming up, you know, they had that case and with the uncertainty of cost sharing reductions, I could take you back to 2015 when they stopped paying the cost sharing reductions to keep these plans in, in the ACA. And that's when you saw plans start to leave the market because the government wasn't holding to their word because Congress and the Republicans in Congress, Mia Love, Chris Stewart, Rob Bishop, they all voted 42 times to repeal it and also to kill the cost-sharing reductions. So, you know, there's a long sorted history with this. I mean, Republicans just really haven't supported the law in nine years, and now you have an attorney general that's supposed to uphold the law that's not doing that. He's using his personal opinion to utilize that office opposed to upholding the Constitution and the law, which right now the ACA is part of the law. So and has been found constitutional oh, by the Supreme Court. <laughs> that guy should be right, right on, motherfucker. So, yeah, for real. <laughs> no, that's legit. No, that's so legit. you know. I don't think you'll see him run for governor because he might get too heated over Good. this health Yeah, stuff. no, yeah, but fuck that guy. Yeah, so it's, it's it's very frustrating. But yeah, I mean, they're doing it on purpose. They know what they're doing. They know how the markets work. But follow the money, man. Look how many how much money they're getting I from mean, insurance companies. It really has nothing to Indeed. do with money for Republicans. It's philosophy. Like even if if health insurance was making billions a year in the state of Utah, their philosophy is government shouldn't be in it, and that's why they want to get out. And thank you. That's exactly the word I was looking that Alan Christensen used. He said it's against my philosophy to expand Medicaid. That was that exactly what he yeah. said. Yeah, but you know what percentage like, of his district fundamentally? Voted I for hate all majority. Of your kids. Yeah, the majority. Majority like, it passed in our district. I mean, I, I'm yeah. I am Alan honestly the rumor on the street was he was not going to run again, it's and true. he was falling on the sword this year for it. So, I've heard that too. Hmm. That allegedly yeah. he might he may not run again. Yeah, we'll see next year. Wow. Mm. I mean, judging on his parking, he shouldn't fucking run. <laughs> no. Like, shouldn't be driving. Every time we see this guy, he parks He parks like trash, dude. Every freaking time. Although, when, he went, when Dan and I went to the tax town hall, Alan Christensen was there. Take and, his license. And he parked 
Uh, okay. He, he barked decently. It was technically it was in he the was line. in the I line. Mean, he was hugging. He can use the backup camera. He, he, at least <laughs> change your plate so people don't know it's you. And yeah. Indeed. All right. Yeah. Well, so, thank you. Uh, oh, oh, sorry. You got more? No, I was just gonna say. So, oh, what's yeah. the call to action on this thing? You know, because it's sort of a, a court thing, but there's also you know the 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 ball has been now punted back to the state legislature, saying, "Okay, what are you gonna do?" Because right now, I wanted to ask you. There are some key deadlines coming up. Uh, that reflect the way that the law was set up and also what the voters passed with Proposition 3. Do you, can you talk a little bit about those? Like, if, if nothing, then this. So, yeah, so since there is since this waiver got denied and it's dead in the water, the, there was a f- fallback plan within SB 96 that we would go immediately to Prop 3 <gasps> and Ray Ward's bill yes. of HB 210. Of course, they're going to try to push that off and say, hey, we had for the till July 2020, July 2020. for this waiver... To come through it came earlier than everyone anticipated an early christmas i i suppose but now what they're going to do is they have time if we we've got to keep the pressure on them to expand fully and that's hence why the rally on thursday we're going to be doing to get to be down there to oh, creating that presence yeah. because we can keep applying that pressure there's no reason they shouldn't go to the backup plan that they put in the damn bill yeah you know, you right. put it in there, right. so do it. Hold up to your end. Well, you know? and, that, and that was it's one thing time, that, that yeah, kind of pissed me off about the end of that article in the Salt Lake Tribune about all of this was that at the end they're talking to Ray Ward about his portion of, of SB 96 and kind of how that all worked. And it was really, it really pissed me off because he found an opportunity. He's like, well, you know, we, you know, like you said, Ryan, it's supposed to – we had until July 2020 – for this waiver to be approved, and if not, then it goes back to essentially what was Proposition 3. But he said in the article, well, luckily the Trump administration got back to us faster than Obama ever did. And I was like, really? That's the dig, You're pal? still yeah. going to dig. Like, God, are you what serious? Well, because they can also, I mean, it's a legislator. They can call in a special session, and they can amend and change and resubmit waivers with the Department of Health and try to do another sneaky task. I mean, there's a lot they can try to do, but it... There's no reason to stall. They need to rip the Band-Aid off. And, I mean, there's people there's people that are needing coverage that should have coverage. I mean, let's take, for example, we have 90,000 people that are eligible as of April 1st. If they went full Prop 3, that would be up to 150,000. So leaving 70,000 people out to dry, not to mention back in November when we passed this in the first damn place, they switched it out. So they shortened down the ACA enrollment from january to december right okay Mm -hmm. so they're tricky so now here we are in november passing a ballot measure okay okay now open enrollments closed for the aca these people that thought that they were going to get medicaid up to 138 didn't sign up for the the aca yeah between that 100 and that that 138 who they're supposed to get on on obamacare exchanges they thought they were getting prop three because it passed in november Open enrollment closes in December because they shortened it down. January, the legislature switches it out. Now you have those people that can't get their insurance until the next open enrollment in November. Right. On top of the 70,000 that got denied and shafted from the 100 to 138%. Man. So just left and right kicking people in the teeth. (laughs) So we can call our state reps, right? right? We can let them know we want to go to the fallback plan. Yep. And... We can go to the rally on Thursday, Thursday at the Roundo at the Capitol yep. at the Roundo, four thirty to six p.m. Perfect. You know what? I want to just kind of say um, f you to John Miles. Because <laughs> the other day, I was so I was listening to the podcast, and he said that we don't call our our representatives anyway. Like, uh, and and I was 
I talked to my rep during, I was during the session. That I talked to mine. Us here in the podcast, I called Rob Bishop. I called Mitt Romney. Yeah, I, I called, called Romney, Senator called Lee. Likely, yeah. What I did call, you call him? I called him when the government shut down. I called him when Trump said all this crap about uh, the racist crap. Like, well, which one? Which right? time? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, like, so I've I've got this guy's number on speed dial. So yeah, where's my phone? They're in my contact. I have, right. In my contacts, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yes. So, but it, that's something that we should be doing. Um, and, and like I said yesterday or last week, we, we should get a, a, a piece in a standard, right? I mean, why not? I mean, that's, right, that's right. fair. That's, I mean, that's legitimate. And well, part of the reason Let's that do I, put, it. yeah, part of the reason that I put this as a, as a, as an action item is cause it's like, okay, the state reps may not necessarily do anything right now because I read in the Salt Lake Tribune article, it talked about how there was no, there were no plans right now to call a special session for this reason. So it will likely wait until the next general session in January, you know, in the spring of next year. But if you call your state rep now and ask them what happens now, like kind of play dumb a little bit, say, I heard about this. What's going to happen now? And just enough people call and let them know that, like, hey, we're paying attention to this issue. It matters. I, go, I think you go further than that. You go farther than that and you tell them, hey, no, I, we, we want we the demand, backup plan. Look, demand, demand, we prop, demand the backup three. plan. Fair Let's enough. go. Yeah. Let's go. We voted. You said, you said you were going to do this, wait for and this thing, know, and they slapped your ass I'm in the face. I'm more than happy to send you guys all the numbers of each district up here, too, and how they voted on it. So we, we have all those yeah. numbers. We'll get them to you. So you so put them on the social media pages. Absolutely. Yeah, because, I mean, I think that if, you, if you're making those phone calls and you're asking them about this issue in particular, when they show up in January of 2020... And no doubt they'll they'll take this issue up, right? It will be probably be tinkered with, and hope probably Proposition Four as well, which is the redistricting proposition. They're gonna they're gonna yeah they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna mess with this stuff. And so if they know that their constituents have been calling them throughout the year yeah. asking yeah. about this thing, they're gonna they're gonna be loath to get Shit, they hopefully get, Prop Two in the middle of the night. Yeah, they sure did. Yeah, let's do it immediately. <laughs> let's change Prop Two yeah. immediately. Then three, and now four's next. Four's next. Man, we got to do that. Uh, we're going to do that at Drinking Liberally. That's what we're going to do. Everybody the calls. The first hour will be us calling, and then the second hour will be us calling drunk back. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you have that second call scripted. <laughs> do the best you can. Yeah. We'll do the best we can. All right. Uh, thank you. Thank you for coming on yeah. and, and talking about this. Appreciate you guys having this. me, man. Uh, uh, super uh, important for everyone here. Love what um, you guys are doing up here. So, uh, let's see. Now we get into the polls. Polls, polls I'm from pulling. last week. I'm pulling them up right now. I like that you. Okay, so here Sorry. was the here was the first one. The this, real this one. This is the base right? crock of shit. <laughs> Do uh, that's a pinky. Okay. Poll time <laughs> was this week's uh, referring to last week's episode better or worse without Kobe? I got a sense that Kobe might have put that poll up. Yeah, of course. I'm the only one that does it. Yeah. <laughs> you guys don't put the polls so up. Then all of a sudden, it's like Kobe's grandma, Kobe's wife. <laughs> Let me look. Like, look, like all on. of a sudden, his kids have social media accounts yeah, and they're voting. On. Hang on, hang on. Okay, here, let's just go through the vote right now. Tastana Shui. Okay, so who, who thought the show was worse? Of course I did. My wife. Yeah. Who else is in here? Jaden Priest. Okay, yes. Oh, yeah. Secretary for the Weber County Democrats. Tony, Kat, Tony, Kathy Darby. Did you see Jane? Your comment? sister. Yeah, my sister. <laughs> Jessica Martinez <laughs> and shit, Jessica. She and Tony. Like Tony Cavall. Yeah, great guy. Tony, you're the man, dude. So yeah, they all felt that. Yeah, and the, and the only two people who thought it was better are a couple of freaking trolls in, Dan, in Dan Martinez and my cousin Kevin Tila. Yeah. So screw you guys. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, our, I do, our team wins. Our team wins. Oh man, yeah. Uh, that was the. I feel like that was the gag one, right? Come on. <laughs> All right, that was a gag. Okay. And, and okay, so the real the, the other poll was: Do Democrats in Weber County need a different message? Or a different kind of candidate to make gains in 2020. Yeah, I wish one, I, I'd like this. I uh, wish I could have question. jumped in on these conversations. I didn't like, have time, but um, you didn't have the time. comments. Yeah. Where were the you comments? On, the I massage. Saw you on, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you was getting massage or what? Yeah, turned off the phone because <laughs> this is right out. You know, I don't get it. Yeah, the message does so suck. The, the winner was um, by by a landslide. Well, maybe it wasn't Not a landslide. landslide. There was like one extra vote there. It was a landslide. Different message was the <laughs> four, was the and the other two were threes. But there was some heated. Well, not 40, heated. 400 to three hundred. Yeah, we have more. Right. We have more than like seven people on our. So pool. there was the the winner was different message. Uh, <laughs> coming in a second place he was both the other up. two. Yeah. Something else, and they comment below, and then different kind of candidate. What three other people voted for? So. Um, the, the something else with the comment below, that's where things got, um, got interesting, right? Uh, Nina Morris gave us some, some feedback. Um, Kathy Darby as well. Oscar. Kingmaker. Kingmaker. Kingmaking. He came out with, Hey, look, he came out with all this, the stats, great things that Weber County's doing. Um, but again, Oscar, I'm going to tell you like that, bruh. That falls right into the messaging. Like, no, I didn't know that. I didn't think Shane didn't know yeah. that. Like, let, that's the kind of stuff that we need to be flaunting. Messaging means, like, the average person that only votes every four years knows about this. Exactly. So, yeah. So, I mean, that, that's where I was at, too, Dan, was because I talked to my grandfather who lives in the western part of Weber County. My grandfather is not a Republican. He's not a Democrat, though. But he's, he's a fellow who's willing to vote either side, right? He's right. a fairly hear, reasonable hear guy. Hear you out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah fairly reasonable out. guy. And this is the, the thing that he always tells me. He's like, Colby, the Democrats, there are a lot of people out here in the western part of Weber County who would vote for a Democrat if you told them why. And we don't we don't put that strong message out there. There's not a, you know, a, a concise, concerted message from the county party to say, this is why you should vote Democrat. This is why. Like, that, that message doesn't make it out there. And so you don't get those votes because that message isn't being produced. And so that's why I voted for a different message because or a message at all. Because if you're making that message and putting it out there, those folks are going to say, I'll consider it. Yeah. It's going to make it easier for them to go in the booth. Whereas right now you're not saying anything. The default is to vote R. So they may vote R. And that, and that's the thing is like, if, Give them a reason. if your message is, is powerful enough, those people aren't even going to see the D or the R next to your name. That's what I, I, I think. Well, and, and one thing that I've been thinking a lot about too, and this is something that somebody said at YDA in Indianapolis was, if you're in a red state and you're running against the Republicans, don't run on the party because the party is not the thing that's going to convince people right. to vote for you, obviously. Most people are voting red you know, or voting R in a red state. So what you need to do is you need to run against the person. Why is it that this person should not be blah, blah, blah? That's all in messaging, right? right? Why is it that I shouldn't vote for it'll be Jim Harvey next year for the county commission. Why shouldn't I vote for Jim Harvey? Well, because Jim Harvey did these things. Right. You know, it's not necessarily about party. Yes, I am a Democrat, but this is why I'm running against Jim Harvey. If I do those things and I get that message out there, people who are moderate Republicans, I mean, you're not going to get the Trump crowd, right? They're, they're, they're never going to vote D. Yeah. yeah, there will be some people that just will see that D and no matter what you say, what you do, who you are, right? Because even go through the different candidate stuff, 
it doesn't matter, right? But I truly believe that there are enough people out there with a solid message telling people why you should not vote for Jim Harvey and why you should provide a competing vision. Because let's be honest, Republicans aren't necessarily putting a, a great message out there either. What are they saying? Hey, I'm a Republican. Vote for me. Yeah, you know, you yeah. know that you know, I'm small government, blah, blah, blah. All, you, know, you know, token stuff. Right. So you go out there and you say, no, this is what we're putting. This is what we're saying will happen. And, and, I, and I think this is a beef that I have with a lot of candidates, to be honest, is that they go out there and they, they talk about, well, I'm kind of for this, and I'm kind of for this, I'm kind of for this. It's like, where is the the plan? Because you know, with presidential candidates, they have to talk about the plan, right? right? And a lot of people are saying, well, the plan isn't going to get you elected, blah blah blah. It's like, yeah, but it sure goes a long way in convincing people that you are serious, you are legitimate, you've actually thought about this issue, you understand the issue, and you're putting forth the solution. I don't see Democrats doing that. We were legitimacy counting. is is a huge thing, right? That right. that's. Um, I, I know the past couple of uh, cycles, I was well, not the past couple, just this last one specifically. I was just like, man, that's is that a real candidate? I, I don't know who that is, and I don't know where the message is kind of all over the place. For C, I don't want to like shit on him more, but for CD one, right? Because we were <laughs> there was a lot said about him last last episode, but um, yeah. So look for our polls this week. Um. Are we? Do you have a question now that you want to ask, Kobe? I, I was looking back through the the episode. The, my only thing is like, who do you want to nominate? Nominate somebody in the poll? No, but that's probably we shouldn't do that. No, I think <laughs> based on the rundown, what I'm seeing here, maybe the poll this week could be. I, th- I I'm interested to know, maybe. I don't know something something around this healthcare. You know, right? Do you know somebody who's currently on Medicaid? Do you, I mean, because I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. We'll talk, we'll talk, we'll get something up um, because we didn't have, uh, we didn't announce what the poll was for last week anyway, so. Well, you uh, you guys did because I actually went and re-listened to the episode so that I could get them. <laughs> uh, no. I listened no. to that episode twice, I want you to know. Two was, times. It was what? consensus. I did. On the episode that last week's <laughs> podcast was better than. When we were all together as the three musketeers, so uh, that's not I don't know that's not the that truth. Part. No, that, that's not the truth at all. The data does not show that. <laughs> the data does not show that. No. All yeah. right, he's um, Martin Short. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, sorry. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> that was a, all right. That's the, so uh, yeah, that, that's a thumbs down. Yeah. As, we, as we go so, into Pinky's up, thumbs down. Yes. Good segue. Uh, Pinky's up, thumbs down. I don't have anything. Shane, you never have. No. Anything. I know Shane never has anything. No. You're you're basically John Miles. You you've been the John Miles of this week. <laughs> that's not true. He at least gave us a story about what he did. Because uh, John, true. every time you ask him, like John, what did you do this week? I did nothing. <laughs> like every Bad freaking stuff. week, man. So no pinkies up. No. no I'll no be honest. Up. I haven't even tried to think of one. Wow. So you want me to think one for next week? Yeah. Yeah. Start okay. now. All right. You want me to plan for the episode? I'll <laughs> oh, find. Fuck off. Right. <laughs> uh, I want you to plan you, for the episode. Kobe, you've got, yeah, please. Kobe, you've got one. I do. So I've been out there knocking doors for candidates, uh, for Michael and I. I'm, mm-hmm. I think I've talked about that on the podcast. Uh, running for North Ogden City Council. Been talking to folks, especially this week. Ballots have dropped now. Everybody, you should be seeing your mail-in ballot, if not already soon. And so when I go and knock on doors, because I don't know if people have voted yet already, I ask, hey, I'm out here knocking doors for Michael and I, blah, blah, blah. Here's some information about him. You can contact him here in case you haven't voted yet. I would say that about 80% of the people that I've knocked on their door thus far and asked them that question have said, no, I haven't voted yet. So ballots are still out there. And what I will say is 
pinkies down to anybody or, or thumbs down to anybody who hasn't mailed in their ballot yet. So just do it. Turn it in. You have like 13, 14 days to do it? Yeah, get it in there. What's so the when, deadline? Yeah, when do they have to be mailed in by? August 12th. August 12th. Yeah. I said August 8th last week. Sorry. Yeah, you did. And I was like, oh, he like dubbed that in and it was still wrong. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the dub over John? Yeah, yeah it was still wrong. Well, yeah. John said hey, August 8th, so whatever. No, no he said like August November 12th. 8th. Yeah, but he said, <laughs> oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> That's way wrong. Yeah, just to clarify, it's August 12th. 12th, yeah. August 12th. It has to be in the box by August 12th. Otherwise, the 13th is election day. And at that point, you'll have to go down and vote in person. There you go. I have a pinkies up. Yeah. I have pinkies up to to Meg Sanders and Nina Morse. Um so I I've I've followed their campaigns for their city council run and Meg Sanders, her stuff is fire right now. Like she is just like she's like spitting it all over the place and I love it. I love it because people are like they don't know. They don't know how to react when she, go, when she goes on know. the city council page. Oh, or I like love it so much. In the standard, people but don't know how to respond. Shaking the shit out of these people, like, no, we don't have to do things the same way. We can do things like, differently. Neighbors okay. are like finding out bad things about right, their, like, pe- right. Like, oh, does. I, oh, I'm I sorry. The ba- the budget isn't balanced for North Ogden. What? <laughs> yeah. What? Are you well, kidding? Me? Well, one thing that needed uh, that uh, Meg pointed out this last week was the fact that there was a guy who was running a page in, or it was like a group in North Ogden, and people. Oh, it was like a page, and people thought that this was like legit the city page, and so she called him out. I was like, this is just this guy's page that says North Ogden City, Utah. Like he's a developer, and he like endorsed a bunch of incumbents. I think four incumbents in yes. the race, mm-hmm. and. You know, it was like, wait a minute, like, this guy, it looks like the city is endorsing these people, and it's like, oh, no, and then he changed the name, like, North Ogden City, Utah, by, this guy's name was, like, Robert Bowler or some crap like that. Uh, in memory of Brent Taylor. Uh, you know, so, so, everybody's so got to didn't do that, It man. was like a pseudo, you know, people legitimately thought that this was the city's Facebook page, and this dude's been running it the whole time, and he's like, what is going on here? So, Meg <laughs> is the person that pointed that out, and uh, that got changed. And so, Nina's been out at the, the West Haven uh, city council meetings also doing a stellar job getting in there it's just cool that like pinky's up to them because they came on the show and like like it's it, like i know famous people what, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no that's legit i mean because like we always say all politics is local right and they're, they're taking it very seriously and so if we didn't you live, say it last week but if yeah. you if you yeah because i wasn't here and apparently <laughs> nobody wanted to take up the mantle <laughs> it was but too much if you live in west haven or you live in north ogden throw them a vote yeah. Vote for them. Like these ladies are proving to you what they will do if you elect them. So elect them. Well said. Um, do you have any? You, you Ryan, pinkies Ryan, up, Ryan, thumbs, down. thumbs down. Does that have to be about this area? No. I guess I can give a thumbs down to Sean Reyes and Alan Christensen. Ooh, oh yeah. yeah. Yes. Boom. Yes. yes. Just on my healthcare kick. Yeah. Yeah. But no. <laughs> we're gonna get to this guy's shirt. We gotta get this guy's shirt. Yeah. We don't have shirts. Yeah. Alan Christensen hates kid shirts. Hate your kids. <laughs> We would rock that at the Capitol. Oh, let's do it. They already hate us down there. We might as well. (laughs) We got to get this guy from, what what was it, like Vegas or something supposed to be doing our shirts? Come on. Who's who's quarterback in there? I got a guy in Sandy for you. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, we're just looking for somebody to make us damn shirts. We'll chat. We'll chat. All right. Um, So did you you have one that was outside of the area, though, that you wanted to do? Pinkies up, thumbs down? Those two. That was it? Oh, those guys. Okay, okay. Yeah, it was... Outside of the county, figure they could. Uh, uh, upcoming events. Technically not. Alan Christensen's our guy. Oh, I love this part. Partially. I love this part. <laughs> like <laughs> Medicaid expansion. 
<laughs> this is great, Dan. What do we got? What do we what have we this week? What are we not going to do this week, Dan? Shut <laughs> up, dude. We I go to all these things. I don't know what's wrong with Chase. Uh Wednesday, July thirty first. My birthday. Oh. That's what's coming up. Oh, just kidding. No, it really is my birthday, but also Kingmaker's doing uh Web uh Weber Dems um I'm sorry. Let me redo that. I'm not going off right <laughs> It's on my birthday. Uh, Kingmaker is hosting an... You have it listed here. It's so funky. Uncle Joe's Watch Party. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like something from Donkey Kong, dude. <laughs> At the Weaver Dems office on 470 24th Street in Ogden, Utah. Uh, so, if you're interested, go out and, and support um, a Weber Ogden Dems. We were Dems so office. What's Dems. that? Thir- Wednesday, Thursday. That's Wednesday. That's Wednesday. But oh, I was gonna point out. So the, the reason it's Uncle Joe is because you know if you, if you follow the Kingmaker on social media, he's such a Biden. He's guy. a big Biden guy. Yeah. And so I mean, we talked a lot about this when we were together in Indianapolis. He's a huge Biden guy, and so he's holds, hosting a watch party. Go there with a Booker shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a Booker shirt. Or a, a Kamal. Ooh, go there with a Kamal Harris shirt on. Troll guy. Do it. Mm. Let's go. Hey, let's go. Shane. Shane, let's go. Yes, we're going to be there, Shane. We're going to be there. Man, I'm going. Cancel the massage. I think I like Yeah, cancel, <laughs> cancel the massage. <laughs> Got to get in there. Yeah. All right. I mean, we don't have to bash Biden on the show. No, 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 no. We're, I'm not going to bash him. We're not bashing him. We're going to troll. Oh, okay. We're trolling the kingmaker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's an Thursday. order of magnitude different. <laughs> Thursday, August 1st through uh, <laughs> Saturday, August 3rd, Ogden Pride Festival, Ogden Amphitheater, Historic 25th Street. Uh, you can visit their website and, and their Facebook page uh, on Saturday, August 3rd. Pride Day at New World Distil- Distillery. That's at 4795 East, 2600 North in Eden, Utah. You so ever been there, Dan? Right, right over the uh, right over the mountains. Right through the <laughs> mountains. Pull out your compass, Dan. I've ever been to Eden. Yeah. Have you ever been to this distillery? No, I've never been to the Either distillery. Have I. We should go. So that's, uh, yeah. that's yeah, are we going to be there? Eleven a.m. to six p.m. on party Saturday. bus. Yeah, let's, the bus fun is bus. leaving. Let's get a fun bus. Yeah, it's leaving the uh, <laughs> Rainbow Gardens at what time? Do we need to leave at? We need to leave at. It starts at eleven and goes till six, so you can do whatever. Eleven. See? We leave at ten. It's gonna. And we're it's, drunk by eleven. It's, no, it's not gonna take you an hour to get there. <laughs> Dan, it's like twenty minutes. Dan. Yeah, it's like twenty <laughs> minutes. Just <So, laughs> make another lap. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna take uh, yeah, Dan to Eden for the first time. Um, you've never been there, Dan? It's legit. You've never been I, up I've, there. I've been through Eden. <laughs> I've never been to Eden. So we'll leave at ten forty-five. Rainbow. Girl, we'll pick everybody up and be drunk hey, by eleven. Hey, if nobody shows up, just. Continue on by yourselves. <laughs> All right, just yeah. just go ahead, get in your cars and drive over there. Shane, we're going to do this stuff. We're getting involved. Uh, so like us on Facebook, join the uh, join the group and um, speak up. Join the conversation on on the Facebook group. Uh, vote in the polls, put in a comment, all that good stuff. It's great to hear from all the people here in Ogden uh, and Weber County. Um, even outside of Weaver County, uh, just kind of getting involved with the with our conversation. Uh, like us on Twitter or follow us on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Junction City Podcast. You, if you have any notes or any comments or any questions, you can always send those to us at JunctionCityPodcast at gmail dot com. Um, you can rate us. Yeah, you, can. you can rate us five stars on uh, Stitcher. What Apple, Apple Pod- Podcast is a big one, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, what what else do we got? Spotify. Spotify. We're on yeah. Spotify, yeah. Yeah. And like, if you don't want to rate us five stars, I'm sure you're not that big of an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not that's, just to, that's not a I mean, bet. it sure says a lot about you. I mean, it does. <laughs> like, if you don't rate us five stars, you obviously suck. Yeah. You're kind of an asshole. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I'm going that's with. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Shane. And uh, and it's like we say every week. All politics is local. <laughs>